0: you're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral-like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. Oh, we are always happy to talk to our church family about anything, but uh, today we get the chance to talk about um, our our monthly uh, topic this month is, can you relate? Well, can you relate to having expectations in your life. Now, specifically in relationships.
1: Well, they do have expectations. Everybody has expectations. In fact, some of you are sitting here today knowing that tonight is Super Bowl. And some of you are. Some of you could care less. They're not expecting a thing. (laughs) Some of you are expecting to see some uh, very athletic men Play football. Some of you actually want to see the football. Some of you want to see or are expecting to see Taylor Swift <laughs> because she will be there supporting her boyfriend. So some of you are expecting that. Uh, some of you might be expecting Reba McIntyre. She's going to sing the national anthem. We have all different expectations. Some of you are expecting food to be prepared that you will eat it while you're watching the Super Bowl. Some of you are thinking, who's gonna go get the food, pay for the food, and fix the food? (laughs) I see you pointing hands over there. We do have expectations in life, but today we're gonna focus on the expectations in a relationship, not just marriage, right?
0: Right, any relationship. It can be a (laughs) parent-child relationship, uh, friend relationship, coworker relationship, even your next door neighbor relationship, as well as husband-wife relationships.
1: Okay, we're going to cover four things. This is a teaching session with the family today, oh, Well, your family probably needs it. But I meant the church family. We're talking to the church family, but all families need some help in how to deal with expectations within your relationship. So we're going to talk about four things. We're going to talk about what is an expectation. Are they good or bad? Um, What about unmet expectations? And what can you expect in a relationship with God? So we're going to start out with the the human relationships first. Excuse me. So what is an expectation? It is a strong belief in your thinking that things will be or should be a certain way. I mean, this is how you should treat my birthday or how you should act or how things will be on Christmas. That's what you think. Or it could be a picture in your mind, excuse me, <clears throat> of what will happen. You have a picture at when this happens, this is going to happen. Many times it's not spoken, but you still have that in your head. Um, I. I, um, with Valentine's here, I can't help but tell you a story about a Valentine's. Y'all ready for a Valentine's story? We tell a lot of stories. We reveal a lot, don't go tell anybody. Although you online, it's okay if you know. Okay, this was a Valentine's. We had been, Bo was in medical school, we'd been married four years and we were expecting our first baby and I did not want to gain a lot of weight because I didn't want to have to worry about losing a lot of weight. So I just wanted the weight that the baby needed, but not anything extra. So I talked about it nonstop. I can't eat this. I'm trying not to gain weight. I don't want to gain too much weight. I talked about weight all the time. Then Valentine's came, and I was. I forgot to tell you this. I love candy, chocolate candy. That's a very important part of this story that you know that.
0: Okay, the other important part of this story is there's a history here. The history is that we dated uh, for four years in high school, we dated four years in college, and then we got married. And you we've been married better. three years at the time, uh, almost four years at the time of this Valentine's. So every single solitary one of those Valentines for all those years, whatever, whatever it is, 12 or 13 years, um, she had gotten a, a red heart with chocolate candy in it.
1: Right. You had done very well, exactly what I expected. Right. And so then on this one, Valentine's, I just knew I would would get my same chocolate candy, right? You would expect, that's what I get. This is what I got. So I was. I got a pot plant. (laughs) No, wait a minute. It was not a pot plant. plant. It was a potted plant. It was the 70s, it was the 70s, but I didn't get a pot plant. I got a potted plant and it was a red tulip. Okay, but
0: in in defense of the poor young husband who was trying to take the hints from his wife who didn't want to gain weight to avoid calories.
1: I know, he was trying hard, but it put me in a bad mood. It was the worst Valentine's we have ever had because I was expecting chocolate candy not
0: a tulip so you know what (laughs) that valentine's was 54 years ago and every one of those 54 years since then she has gotten a red heart filled with chocolate candy how
1: about this year
0: and this year you're getting another red heart filled with chocolate candy (laughs) and For just for old time's sake, she's getting a potted plant also.
1: (laughs) I already have it, he bought it Friday. He came over from the grocery store with a tulip. I thought I cannot believe I can't get away from this tulip. It's sitting on my table right now. So, uh, uh, expectations are there, but we need to communicate what we mean about those. That story will always be there. Actually, God is into relationships. He wants your relationship to be good. He's very into relationships so much that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He was there for about three years teaching them, and most of what he taught them was about relationships. The Bible is full of stuff about relationships, and he said in Ephesians five sixteen. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Find out what that person expects of you, and is it something you can do? He also talked to the church in Romans, in Romans twelve eight. Evidently, they needed, problem, had help, uh, needed help with relationships, and he said, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And it's not peaceful if people have expectations of you and you don't know what they are. And they're expecting you to be perfect or to do this or to do that. And you don't even know what they're expecting. It will cause distance in the relationship.
0: Right. Before we leave the topic of Valentine's, let me remind all of you that Valentine's is an opportunity to show love to your sweetheart. Now, your sweetheart requires, would like to have love in this way or that way, but whatever, you know that person. And so sh- show love to that person in some way. Some of you are s- like, okay, Valentine's is so commercial, I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna participate in that. Okay, if you don't wanna buy a $6 card, then that's fine. Then you take out a piece of paper and just write your own card.
1: Well, I would like that. I would like for you to write what you think.
0: Or. Another, another, another sneaky way to do it, guys, is go um, take, your can- take your phone and take pictures of the cards no. that you like and the card off. Oh, you no, don't have to no. spend any money. You I just take bit- those pictures and say, here, dear, Lisa, what, this is what I think. No,
1: I want the card, but I want you to write in the card because it's what you write that means something not what hallmark said
0: okay you know they I, can say you it, know so i'm a man of little words huh i'm a man of few words
1: well you have from now to wednesday <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay yes valentine's by the way it is wednesday so if you haven't gotten your act together yet get it together between now and then okay so are expectations good or bad are they realistic or unrealistic well There's a man named John Gottman who studied relationships his entire life. And he came to several conclusions. This is one. By having high but still realistic standards, you are far more likely to achieve the kind of relationship you want. Okay? Now, some of you might say, okay, but I think I'll lower my standards a little bit. I'll lower my expectations, and then I won't be disappointed. But that's not really, guys, the way to look at it. Think about it this way. People with low expectations tend to be in relationships where they are treated poorly. They expect expect to be treated poorly, and they are treated poorly. But people with high expectations tend to be in relationships where they're treated well. choose what kind of relationship you want and adjust your expectations to that the idea of not having expectations is not biblical god is all about relationships and he's all about expecting his people to behave in certain ways and so let's let's look at jesus's response to the question what's the greatest commandment this is in matthew 22 Jesus answered him, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. Okay, we get that one. Now listen to the rest of the verse. And the the second is like it in importance. So what he's going to say next is just as important as what he just said. And he says, you must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love you, to love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. Jesus is telling us that it's just as important that we love each other as it is that we love God. And he's also saying, this is what the whole Bible is written about is how to express that love.
1: Well, don't you think that not only does God have expectations of us, of, of he wants us to love him, he wants us to love each other, he also tells us to have expectations of other people, yes. especially believers, yes. especially people who have uh, accepted Jesus and are living a life as a believer. Right. There are things you can expect. Um, In Ephesians, uh, Paul goes on to say in Ephesians 4.32, he said, this is what you can expect. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ and God forgave you. He also says in Ephesians 5, because Ephesians, they needed lots of help with relationships, which we now benefit from. He said in Ephesians 5.25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church.
0: Uh, Now, let's go down a few verses to verse 33, where he says, every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband.
1: I like the way that says that. So I
0: expect... To you to be tenderly and to me. And I expect
1: lots of love, cherishing and adoring. <laughs> See, what you need to know is that um, I was a daddy's girl when I was a little girl. Um, I thought my daddy was the greatest thing ever, and he knew me. He knew my strengths. He knew my weaknesses. He knew when I talked too much in school. When I didn't listen to my mama. He knew when I talked in church. Now I get to talk in church legally. Then I just kind (laughs) of did it. He knew all that about me and he treated me like gold. He just made me feel loved, cherished, and adored. So when I got married, I thought that my husband should treat me the same way and love, cherish, and adore me. I came in expecting that that's how it would be.
0: Now that man died when Alice was 10.
1: He lives on,
0: but he lives on, and he gets bigger and bigger and bigger.
1: He does. But Bo no has met human my...
0: man could live up to that image.
1: You've given it a good try. Bo has lived up to my expectations and more. That's for sure. But we had a learning curve. We had a learning curve, because I came it was in... A big it
0: curve. was a big learning curve. It was a
1: big learning curve. And still it's still going It's still going, but we were still on the curve. We haven't stopped.
0: No, we haven't stopped.
1: We haven't stopped. No. See, the thing that my daddy did so good for me, which every man here, if you are a daddy, or there's a possibility you're going to be a daddy, and you have a daughter, to treat her, even though you know she's not perfect, to treat her like she's gold, protect her and encourage her and love her. Because what it did for me is it put inside me a a worth. Now, Jesus gave me a worth of life everlasting. But my daddy gave me a self-esteem that I am worth it as a human being to be treated a certain way. So I expected that the next man would treat me that way. The power that a man has or the influence that you men have, you will never understand how important it is. I am a healthy person because of one daddy for 10 years loved me, even though he knew the truth about me. I encourage you men to to pick that up and to recognize what God has given you and love the women, not just the little girls, but love the all the women in your life, and they will be healthier, and it will make your life better. A healthy woman is a good woman. A healthy woman is a good woman,
0: and right? A happy wife is a happy life. So
1: on this, <laughs> on this learning curve that we had, I expected that Bo would always want to be with me and do everything with me because, see, when my daddy came home from work, he he spent all of his time with me. We went fishing. I went to the baseball games with him. I worked in the yard with him. I worked in the garden with him. He uh, spent all of his time with me. So I thought Bo would. But the problem was Bo was in medical school. He had a job at the blood bank and he had to study all the time. So
0: she had expectations and I had expectations. And do you see that sometimes they didn't meet?
1: because there was a lack of communication. What we needed to do and what we did was we communicated when we would spend time together and what that would look like, what we could agree on, but it had to be communicated, not just expected. What you think in your head may not happen in your real life. At that point, God was teaching me something that has been a theme throughout my life And this is what I'm going to give it to you. It's it's one of my secrets of happiness. One of my secrets of happiness. And that is, I am responsible for my own inner happiness. Bo can add to it, and he does. Other people can add to it. But I'm responsible for my own inner happiness. That's not something you just learn one day. It takes a while, but that was the beginning of it, so that I became a healthy wife during that time.
0: So Alice had very high expectations of me coming into our marriage, and I had very high expectations of her. And I had to learn what my role was in our relationship in order to, as best I could, fulfill the expectations that she had. So the question now is, are expectations good or bad? Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? Uh, The answer is this, and this is on your paper, so if you want to fill in the blanks, you'll you'll get ready. It's perfectly healthy, good, and God planned for us to have certain standards, ones that we will not compromise on, and we need to know the difference between realistic and unrealistic expectations.
1: So what are realistic things? What are some reasonable things that you should expect? What would a healthy relationship look like, whether you're talking about with your sweetheart or your friend, co-worker, or a parent-child? What's reasonable? I mean, we're talking about you need to be uh, realistic and reasonable. So in a true relationship, one you can count on, one that's a God-centered one, one that's gonna be good for a long time, good for both of you, a true relationship. What is a true relationship? Well, a true relationship, first of all, has trust. Without trust, you won't have a true relationship, no matter who you're talking about. You've got to be able to trust that it's safe for you to say how you feel, what you like and what you don't like, to share your feelings. A safe environment, in trust is the first thing in a true relationship. You need, that's reasonable. It's, it's good to expect that, that somebody's not going to go and, and blab everything about you, that they will keep a secret. Another thing about a true relationship is it has um, respect. Respect that I'm a human being and that I have uh, my own opinions and I have different, we are different. We have different personalities. Respect that we have different interests in how to spend Saturday. Respect that we have different ways on how we want to spend money. Respect is uh, very important in a true relationship. But that's not enough. We still need the next one. And this is often missing because we are so worried about our own self that we forget that understanding, understanding, so we have... We we need truth, we need respect, and you need to seek understanding. Where is this person coming from? Why are they acting like that? There is more to the story. Whenever somebody does something and you don't, you think what's going on in this relationship and you're confused, it's important to try to get understanding. Okay, now are they anxious about something? Are they feeling insecure? Did, Did somebody hurt them? What's, do they feel bad? Are they overtired? Are they hungry? What's going on in this person? What do I need to understand? See, we want them to understand us, and that's very important in communication, to be open and honest. Don't leave people in the dark, and then they do wrong. That's like setting somebody up to fail. But when you have understanding in your true relationship, you want them to understand you, and you want to understand where they're coming from. Most people are not trying to hurt you in that close relationship. They just do it by accident because you didn't understand where they were coming from. or you. Okay, so we have trust, we have respect, we have understanding in a true relationship. But the last one is the thing that makes it so um, special and sweet. And that is an expression of support and love and kindness. In a true relationship, people are not sarcastic to each other. Funny maybe, but not sarcastic as the world sees it. In a a true relationship, people are supportive. Now, it's not enough to love the person. It's not enough to support them. It's not enough to feel kind feelings. The word here is express. It's important in a true relationship that you express support, that you believe in them, that they're going to figure it out, that they're going to make it. Many times I don't need Bo to solve my problem. I just need him to express his support and his belief that I will figure it out. You feel that way too. You don't want people just saying, well, your problem is this. This is what you need to do. We really don't, most people don't. If I ask for help, that's totally different. But I really want to hear an expression of support that says, you'll figure this out, or you'll be good at that, or you can do it, or I'm with you, or I'll help you in any way I can. I can tell that's making sense to you. I can just feel that that feels like a relationship you would like to be in that you receive that. And so what we wanna do is be people, I wanna be that person for him too in a relationship like that. Okay, so the third thing we're gonna talk about is, okay, what about unmet expectations? Unmet
0: expectations, I know in a group like this, as many people as there are, that some of you are sitting here thinking, I had a lot of expectations. I've had a lot of expectations, and they never happened, they just didn't that the person that I expected things from just didn't come through for me. And so, and that can be very hurtful. It can be extremely hurtful if that relationship was very close. And so when we talk about unmet expectations, we remember that, that um, this is, unmet expectations are real and they happen in a lot of situations. Some of them are really serious and some of them are not so. but um, one of the problems can be that we're not um, perceiving what's going on and some, so sometimes those expectations that we have are just not attainable for that other person. They just can't do it. And so we have to uh, we have to give that person grace. Um, sometimes they're just unreasonable expectations. Sometimes they're totally out of balance. One of the things that makes our society out of balance now is social media, because social media posts all these grand and glorious things. And so you get the expectation from the social media about you ought to be treated this way or you ought to be able to do these things. And so it sets us up to be disappointed because our expectations are unrealistic and unreasonable. So we need to know the difference between realistic and unrealistic expectations in an individual relationship and, and the specific person that you're, uh, that you're thinking about. And so how do we do that? How do we, how do we answer that question? Well, one of the things that we do, like the song that we were singing a few minutes ago, is we ask God. And God is always faithful to answer us when we ask him. Sometimes, He gives it to you in a song. Sometimes he gives it to you in a thought. Uh, He often gives it to you by reading the Bible. So you pray and ask God to give you insight into this particular situation and then pick up your Bible and read and there will often be an answer there. This might require Bible reading every day because... God's not a genie that you just rub sometimes and he pops out of the bottle and gives you an answer. He wants a relationship, remember? And so, uh, but he tells us in James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask your generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So we ask God, we read the Bible, and sometimes we need counsel. Sometimes we need wise counsel, sometimes we need professional counseling in order to deal with unmet um, expectations. But one thing that I can tell you is that um, remaining in a in a uh, sticking with unrealistic um, expectations and holding on to those is one way to be miserable in a relationship. So sometimes these expectations come from when we're um, our family of origin. Sometimes they come from past experiences. Um, I know that in my family of origin, um, uh, there was a lot of arguing. So when we got married, um, I said, I thought to myself, "Well, we're we're just we're not going to argue. It just won't happen." He expected we wouldn't disagree. I expected that we wouldn't argue. Which, to me, okay, I told you there was a learning curve. I'm just telling you where it was. So I expected that we wouldn't argue. Well, translated argue to me was disagree. So we wouldn't argue, we wouldn't disagree, because I personally hate confrontation. So, you know, some of you like confrontation, and you just on it, but I hate confrontation, okay? So, I, so we came, up, I came up with this plan that um, if, we, if we, we would never disagree. And if we ever disagreed, we would, I even had a little sign that we would hold up a hand. And that meant that we had to stop talking about it.
1: Well, that didn't fly very well. I was gonna
0: say, I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm te- just telling you, I-, I, was a, I was a stupid young man. No. Okay?
1: He just had expectation of a happy life and a happy marriage. And not talking about disagreements, he would put that hand up and I would just look the other way because I was not going to look at that hand. We needed to talk about it because I am a kind of girl that I like to put it on the table. We're going to have everything clean. I don't want anything swept under the rug. In my house, you can walk around, you're not gonna find anything under the rug stuffed under the rug because I want a good relationship and I know stuffing things under there is not gonna be healthy, so we're gonna talk about it. And so he wanted the good that comes from the marriage and I wanted it clean, so we got both. We, we sat and we had come to Jesus meetings where we would talk about, we have differences and it's okay that we, we have differences and we, and we can work through it. Not that who's right or wrong, but we're gonna work through it. So so
0: my plan lasted about a month or two.
1: <laughs> but you've been happy for many years.
0: But I've been happy for all these 58 years, whatever it is.
1: So um, having the come, it's 57.
0: Was coming up on 58.
1: I know, but we're not there yet. We're only at 57. We're Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's good to have somebody in the relationship. It is. If you're in a relationship
0: is. with somebody who wants to put it out on the table and talk about it, I want you to turn to them right now and say, thank you. <laughs> because that's you need
1: that. You, need, of, that. you that need it. That
0: kind of relationship is what causes a relationship to grow. Yes. and you want it to grow, yes. you don't want it to stagnate. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, all so right. now let's talk about how to manage unmet, unmet expectations. So you're going to have them, it's just life. So what, what are some things you can think and do in your head? What comes okay. to your mind?
0: First of all, examine your expectations honestly. Look at yourself and examine your expectations. Say, are they realistic or unrealistic for this person? to be able to do. The second thing, accept the person for who they are. If if I expect something of you, and and I know that you're not able to do it. Or don't want to. Well, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you would want to. But I realized that not every—Well,
1: I'm just thinking that not like if every ex-
0: husband and wife always wants to at the same time.
1: Well, see, you might expect supper at seven, but I might not feel like cooking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: I got him off guard, didn't I? That's true. Okay, so we're going to examine ourselves.
0: <laughs> right, and whether the other person is actually able to do that, and then. So then we adjust our mindset because we've looked at ourselves first and then we look at the other person second and then we adjust our mindset to what's a reasonable expectation there. And then sometimes, sometimes you might come to this conclusion. Well, this really is a reasonable expectation, but you know what? I have the expectation, but guess what? She's not a mind reader. And she has an, (laughs) expectation. After all these years, most of the time, yeah. But you're, and you have expectations, and I'm for sure not a mind reader. For sure. For sure I'm not a mind reader. <laughs> Even after all these years, I haven't become a mind reader. So don't expect the person you're in relationship with to be a mind reader. You've got to communicate what you would like. Now, you don't say, I want you to blah, blah, blah. You, it's, this is not a command. This is not a demand. It's a request, It's a request, I would like this situation to happen. So. And then
1: sometimes it's important that we give grace and forgiveness about an unmet one. right? Because wherever that person's coming from, they may need forgiveness and they definitely will need grace. Okay, so we've talked about what an expectation is. We've talked about if it's good or bad, and we've decided that it is good to have high expectations, but there can be problems with expectations. Yeah. And then we've talked about what to do about unmet ones, that we're gonna examine ourselves, that we're going to um, consider this other person and accept where they are, what they're going through, and that we're going to adjust our thinking and that we're gonna communicate in the right way and give grace and forgiveness.
0: Okay, so next is what can we expect from our relationship with God? Well. Um, The Bible tells us in Isaiah 38, 18, So the Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help.
1: So a relationship with God is interesting. We come with expectations. I mean, we all do. And sometimes they're realistic, and sometimes they're not. I was thinking, since we're talking about Valentine's in February, there's a date in February that I celebrate every year, and it's February the 4th. Let me tell you why that's so important to me. Uh, They discovered a cyst on my left ovary and the doctor said, well, let's just wait and see if it, you know, what happens. Well, at the same time, my neighbor next door, or down the street, had a cyst on her ovary, and they told her to wait for three months. At the end of the three months, um, I just knew that mine was gonna be gone because I'm a believer, and I expected that God was just gonna take it away. At the end of the three months, my neighbors, cyst went away, and my cyst had grown and gotten much larger. So then I thought, okay, God, you told me that it looks bad, but it's going to be good. I expected that that meant it was going to be gone. What God said is, it looks bad, but it's going to be good because God was going to be good to me. So I had the surgery, big surgery, all the recovery and everything, thinking, I thought, God, you said it looks bad, but it's going to be good. Well, they took it all out, but on the right ovary that they took out, that they didn't think anything was on, it had cancer cells on it. We never knew that one. We only saw what was going on on the left ovary. So it was all taken out. That was 32 years ago on February the 4th. So do you see why, in my relationship with God, I don't want to say, God, I'm going to tell you what to do, because His goodness, He saved my life. If the one on the left had just gone away, we would never have known about what was on the right. It's the goodness of God when he says, what I want you to do is trust me. It doesn't make sense to you, you don't understand it, but I want you to trust me in our relationship, not tell me what to do, and, but expect, he wants us to expect that he will be good to us. Was he good to me? He was very good to me. 32 years later, I think we should just tell him that we thank him, I do. What do you celebrate in your life? Think of what he's brought you through. Don't ever um, take it for granted when you've been through something with him and you think, well, why did I have to go through that? God was doing something in you or in that situation or in another person. But what we want to do is trust him to be good. It reminds me of a man in the Bible that I identify with a lot, and his name is Peter. I don't know who you identify in the Bible with, but Peter had a big mouth and he talked a lot. So I kind of identify with that. He also, you knew where he was, where he stood, what was going on with him. He had strengths and he had weaknesses. And he used both of them. And it's just, sometimes in the Bible, you can see somebody that show it all. Well, the thing about Peter is that that Jesus initiated a relationship with him. See, Peter was over here just doing his thing, just like you might be. Just He was a fisherman. He later became one of the disciples, but for this day, he's just fishing, catching fish. And Jesus came over to where he was to initiate a relationship. You know, we think that we found God and all that. The truth is, we... Jesus initiates relationships with us. He comes after us. We just don't always see. So he came over to Peter where he was fishing, and actually uh, Peter's brother, Andrew, introduced them, which makes me stop and think, who introduced you to Jesus? Who did God use to initiate a relationship with you? It's in, I think it's important to think back on the people that introduced you to more and more and more of who Jesus is and the Holy Spirit. So um, he said to Peter, he, after he initiates, he comes over and he, he says, come and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men's souls rather than just fish. Peter probably didn't understand that one bit, and he said, and by the way, I'm going to change your name from Simon, his name was originally Simon, to Peter, which means a rock. A rock is a sturdy, strong, something you can depend on, something you can stand on, something that's not wishy-washy and won't say all the wrong things, which was not exactly who Peter was. So, you know, you know, God does have a special name for you. He has a special name for each of us. Do you ever wonder what, what he calls you? I wonder if he calls you something, you know, one day we'll find out, the Bible tells us we'll find out what our new name is. I wonder if that name is something that he sees potential in you that you can be because that's what he did for Peter. He called him a name of what he saw the potential that when God works in your life, you become this person. And so that's what happened. Peter accepted the invitation. He went to follow Jesus. And when he was following him, he got to know him. He listened to him. He talked to him. He watched him do miracles. He listened to him preach, just hung out with him. He learned how to do life from Jesus. Nothing has changed. We're the same way. God comes after us to initiate an invitation for a, a relationship, and we either accept it or we don't. Hopefully that you have accepted that. That makes us believers. We believe that God is good and that he's going to do exactly what he said he would do in our relationship. Not the way we think it will be, but he will do good. You can count on him to be faithful to do good. So then, um, even though Peter would, had been around Jesus all this time, he, he began to love Jesus when you hang around with somebody and you find out what their heart is like, you find yourself loving that person and wanting to be with them forever. What happened after that was that Peter's humanness got in the way. We all, every now and then, just act human. I mean, it just happens. You just, if you live long enough, you can act human in your relationships. And what, out of fear, even though he loved Jesus, Out of fear, he denied him three times just before Jesus was on the cross. Of course, he felt terrible about it. Don't you? I feel terrible when I let Bo down or somebody in in one of my relationships. When I do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing, I feel terrible when I do that. And I'm sure that you do too. I don't want to mess up a relationship. So he felt terrible about it. He probably thought, well, great. Now the relationship's gone. It's, It's ruined. I've messed it up. But Jesus came looking for him. No matter where you are, no matter how far you've gotten from Jesus, he will come looking for you. The truth is he knows where you are. We can't hide from him. He comes to us. And so he went to Peter and he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. Do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. He asked him three times. Interesting that three times he denied Jesus, and interesting that three times Jesus said, do you love me? And he was able to confirm, yes, 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 I do, but I'm so human is probably what he wanted to say. I messed up. Jesus forgave him and said, okay, now let's get back on to the business of telling people about me. I wonder if we could do that in our relationships when we mess up, if we could just forgive each other and say, okay, let's get back on to loving each other. Let's get back on to having on the same page and and doing right. Let's, Let's don't hold and cling to disappointment. I wonder if we could do that. So today, some of you may be thinking, well, you know, I know God is good. I know he keeps his promises. He has kept his promises to me. This time and this time and this time, I know he's good. And you will look on the back of your handout and we have a list of promises, of of things that God says, you can count on me. This is what you can expect. You can expect it all day long, 24 seven. I'm going to be this God to you. Actually, the Bible, somebody said that there are 8,000 promises in the Bible that God has made to believers. He's made 8,000. I haven't counted those and I haven't looked at them, but for today, you've got about 15 to 16 to get started. And those are things you can read and you can say, God, you said I can expect this. He communicated to us. And read those this week and say, thank you, God. So some of you think, Okay, I know he is good. He keeps his promises. He has to me time and time again. And for you, I would say, keep telling other people. Keep encouraging other people to get into that relationship and keep praising him. But what about if you're like Peter and you think, my humanness gets in the way way too much. And I don't know how I could have a relationship with God because I just, I don't know if I'm good enough or I don't know if I've done anything to deserve it, or I didn't have that father that you had that thought that I was gold. So I don't have a very good concept of myself. And God says, but I'll give you one. I'll give you one right now if you will receive it. I'll give you the concept of how I see you and what I think of you because I want you in a relationship. God wants you in not a far away one He wants you up close. He always has. He hasn't changed his mind. He knows how you think. He knows those thoughts. He knows the things that you think are not good enough. And he says, but I choose you. I choose you on purpose. Won't you just accept and come and be with me in a relationship so that... I can live through your life so that I can make it good for you and good for my glory. So I can create inside of you the person that I created you to be. He knew who he wanted Peter to be, but he needed a relationship in which to do it. It's the same with us. Let me pray for you. I just feel like there's some special people here I want to pray for. So if you would just close your eyes and let's just... Lord, we just call on you right now in the name of Jesus. The name that is above all troubled relationships. And right now I want to pray for those relationships that are troubled. Words have been said that shouldn't have been said. You regret what you said. It just came out before you even thought about it. Lord, we need forgiveness for saying the wrong things. And that relationship that's, that you know is broken, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will go in and prepare both people to be able to have an apology and an acceptance. And that that relationship that is, harsh words were said, can be healed come Holy Spirit and move right now in both of those people even though one of them is not in this room I pray for our heart to be forgiving Lord for the ones in this room that feel like I, I just don't even feel good enough to be in a relationship with you Father God let them know that you know all about them nothing is a surprise to you and you still choose them. He says, I choose you this day. I choose you to be with me in a relationship. I choose you. You are special to me, and I love you. I've always loved you, and I always will. I pray that whoever's listening now that wants to... Know, God, that that in your heart you will just ask him right now, forgive me of my sins and come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I believe who you are, Jesus, that you died for me. Just pray that right in your heart right now. If you've never done that, to pray and ask him in, to be in that relationship. You don't want to be left out of any of these promises that he has for you. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving in our room today that you're moving to call people close to you. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. You're a great, mighty God. There's none like you, there's no one like you, and we are so privileged and blessed to be able to call on the name of Jesus and to feel your presence here. I pray that you will find your place with him, your place right under his arm where you feel his comfort and his guidance. I pray that you will hear his voice that says, don't give up. Don't give up. I've got so much more for you. Don't give up. Keep following me. You will never regret being in a relationship with me because I love. Thank you, Lord, for your presence here. Thank you for the opportunity that Bo and I have to be able to share you with with so many. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. On Valentine's Day, we say, I love you, Lord. In Jesus' precious, almighty, magnificent, holy, faithful name, we pray. Amen and amen.
0: You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you are encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.